Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Hey everybody, happy end of the hump day for you. January 31st, 2024. It's the afternoon rush. I've got all of your content in one place. Uh, Jason Tartik was in on Savannah Chrisley's podcast. I'm going to share some clips from that. She actually mentions in the podcast that she interviewed Caitlin way back in March and could tell that the vibe was off, which again, it's like, well, I mean, people always say that in hindsight. I knew something was wrong. Why didn't you say anything? Why didn't you warn me? Either way, Jason went on her show to talk about his new book coming out, uh, talk, you know, which talks about financial transparency and relationships and all of that. Uh, but either way, here he is mentioning that he actually will consider being the next Bachelor. And then after this, I've got other entertainment news all over the place. We got it all, a Clayton Eckert update, so much and more. Have a listen to Jason Tartik on the Savannah Chrisley pod. Chrisley, Chrisley or Chrisley? Either way, um, Make sure you lower your volume for this one. <laughs> would you ever go back? I would. I would. I would consider. I would consider going on a dating show. I've had I, since I've been single. A few have come my way. Okay. I've said no to two of them, and then two I've said send more information. So I would consider it. I'm. I'm in a weird place right now. Though. Yeah. What place are you in? I want to ask that because I am like social media stalker. Yeah. And I've seen you like hang out with the same person a few times, tagged in the same photos, and like. So are you dating? Oh, like I'm very single. I'm very, very single. single. Like I'm not even okay. remotely like there's exclusive with no one or anything. Yeah, like <laughs> so who wait no who one. yeah, but so you're saying you said dating. Well I'm dating oh, I'm no. dating. I'm dating. Yeah. Okay. Like I'll, I'll go on dates. I would, you know, if today I found a good person to go on a date with, I'd go tomorrow morning. Okay. You know? But I'm like, I, who did you see me tagged in? <laughs> Have you, <laughs> you got realized? the right guy? Who's oh, tagging I got me? the right one. Have you re- By the way, he know he's calling her out. He's like, I haven't tagged anyone in anything. He knows he's uh, playing it safe. Realized that Nashville is like a really small town when it comes yeah, to dating. Yeah, but I yeah. haven't really, I haven't dated too much in Nashville. By the way, if you would like Savannah Chrisley or Chrysley, I guess we'll get her name down. If you would like her on Driving with Dave, let me know. I mean, these are all Nashville legends. These are people big in the Nashville community. I'm new here. I don't know how it goes. I need to, uh, I need to network. Maybe, uh, you know, I'm, I'm probably not famous enough to do her podcast. Uh, but either way, uh, okay. So Jason says he's dating. Says he would consider going on a show. No. No. Come on, talk to me. Bring it up. It's it's a blonde. A blonde. Okay. You can say it. You can say it. Say it. I don't care. I'm impressed I thought here. they were pretty good. What does her first name start with? S. And it's not me. It's not me, y'all. S. Say her name. Oh, no. No? No. no. Bleeped her no. name out. No? Why yeah. do you respond that way? Oh, oh she's great. She's okay. great, but... Yeah, we're not dating. <laughs> Who could it be? Who could it be? Jason Tartik 
maybe the most eligible bachelor in Bachelor Nation. I know there's a lot of people that like Tyler Cameron, and there's others out there, but really when it comes down to it, I mean, Jason's got it all. From hairline to, to the good style to a hit podcast, he's truly got it all. Is this a Jason Tardick fan club? Hey, look, we love Caitlin Bristow too, but hey, signs point that maybe she's off the market. I mean, you have to, you have to realize they've been broken up for almost half a year now. So it's not exactly breaking news that they might be moving on. The best way to get over somebody is to get under somebody, uh, is what I've been told. I don't know if that's true. Speaking of putting themselves out there in the dating world, one of my first crushes, Terry Hatcher, from the Superman TV show. Oh boy, nothing got me. I mean, seriously, nothing got me more turned on like a uh, a well-off reporter trying to fight crime in Gotham City. <laughs> nothing. Gotham City, wherever the hell they were. Either way, she said she got kicked off of a dating app because they thought she was a fake. Here's Terry Hatcher. Have a listen. How do you date? I, find I don't like- date. I, I mean, I, it would... Do you because know everyone wants to go on a date with you. Anyone in the market is like, yes. So how true. do you say that? And it's not true. It's that, just come not on. true. I don't. I don't meet people. I, I don't. I don't meet anyone. I'm going through in my mind well, all my single mates. If that you come would up with someone, up. you let me know. <laughs> for real? Yeah, for real. Is there an app that only lets? There is, but those guys only want to date thirty-year-olds. So, I mean, there oh. is that fancy app you're talking about. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. No, I've tried them all. And, and I tried my latest one. I tried Hinge. You know, I thought I'm not. I'm going to say to the universe that I am. I am open and vulnerable, and I'm putting myself out there. That's what I thought my gesture of joining the Hinge app would be. Yeah. Um, and then they kicked me off. What do you mean they kicked uh, you off? Well, they thought I was pretending to be Terry Hatcher. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Um, yeah. By the way, I know the audio people can't see this, but if you're on Patreon, you can watch this. This is an A-plus quality set. They have nice close-ups. They have uh, wine racks in the background, leather-bound chairs. They've got a sliding wide camera shot. I mean, this is called Getting Grilled with Curtis Stone. This guy's got a great setup. And then they figured it out. I, I complained. I was like, can I have my money back? You kicked me off. And anyway, they, they apologized, and I, then I was like, like, uh, I'm sort of over it. So now I'm over it. I'm definitely done with the dating apps. And I feel like if there's any way I'll go somewhere and meet someone, mm. that's what it's going to have to be. But honestly, I'm, I'm so, I'm happy. I have a really full life, a really yeah. busy life. I have beautiful friends. I, you know, it's fine. Oh boy. You, know, you never want to hear someone, you know, how's the dating life going? Well, I've got beautiful friends. Well, why don't you date one of the friends? Either way, um, you know, Terry Hatcher, sorry that Hinge wasn't working out for you. Yeah, it's a world out there where everyone's pretending to be somebody else. I mean, imagine the sad case of a celebrity female not being able to date because no one believes it's really her. I'll tell you what, you believe it's me out here, but I but believe me, believe you me this. I've got Travis Kelsey coming up. I've actually got Hinge him in the news and it doesn't involve Taylor Swift. So I'll have that for you and some other uh, non-Bachelor uh, entertainment news. Uh, we'll wrap it up for you on this hump day coming to you right after the break. Okay, this is a wild story. We covered this a long time ago, but are you familiar with Courtney Clenny? She was an OnlyFans model whose 
been charged with the murder of her boyfriend. A pretty wild story. Uh, you know, the evidence is just jarring. I mean, they have photos. I believe it was in Miami um, of just absolute crazy, you know, a bloodbath of a scene. Absolutely wild. Well, yesterday, the parents of Courtney... Who is being who is charged with murder? Um, uh, knew that they were being monitored before they were charged. So yesterday they were charged with maybe tampering of evidence. Courtney Clenny's parents already had a suspicion prosecutors in her daughter's murder case had their antennas up on their communications. This before they were even charged. Here's the deal, says TMZ. TMZ interviewed Kim and Deborah Clenny recently for a new documentary we have airing in two weeks, which does a deep dive into the case and features never-before-seen footage insight into Courtney Clenny's relationship with Christian Obunsali. In light of Kim and Deborah's arrest this week, with law enforcement accusing them of computer crimes for allegedly accessing, accessing Christian's laptop after he was killed, we went through our footage and found a fascinating nugget. Namely, they knew they were being monitored. Here's a snippet from TMZ. Have a listen. I believe, I believe it's the other side, which I think is all one group and working in concert with each other. Um, they will do and say anything to win this case. Every word we say to each other is being recorded. And the, um, the prosecution uh, plays dirty. And I think they would um, use anything we say to each other. I mean, they... They, I mean, they tried to act like I was manipulating her by texting her to say, even though it was self-defense. Um, so I, I think they would use anything against her that they possibly could. Now, we, now, I don't have much of a side here, but again, Courtney Clenny, she's arguing she, she was in self-defense, that her boyfriend was a monster and all these things, and she had to kill him in self-defense, which... which could be true. I, I don't know. Uh, but it also could be that she's a cold-blooded killer. It could have It could have been either. Uh, now, if you're a parent of someone and, and you believe it was self-defense, you don't want your kid to incriminate themselves. So I understand parents wanting to protect their kids. And at the same time, I also understand the Justice Department wanting to make sure they're not tampering with evidence. There's a difference between tampering with evidence. Like, say they went into the victim here, Christian's um, laptop after he was killed. Say they went into the laptop and deleted emails from her. That would be tampering of evidence, right? But if they just tell their daughter, hey, you know, he attacked you first. He's been abusive. It was self-defense. That's a different story. So I'm very interested in this court case to see how it all plays out. It seems like it'll be something we talk about for a long time. It seems like it'll be a pretty big case. I don't know. Um, her parents came off pretty competent there, but as we know from the Gabby Petito case is that, you know, um, Brian Laundry, his parents were, uh, seemingly pretty complicit. Like they, they had conversations with him while she was missing and all this. So, you know, completely different scenarios, but I'm going to give this, uh, as much benefit of the doubt as I wait to see how it all plays out. I mean, absolutely wild and very sad too. Just absolutely wild, sad story there. All right. Here's Travis Kelsey. He's doing an interview with his brother, their podcast in the Heights. Is that what it's called? In the Heights? Uh, something like that. He's, he uh, talks beef about Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker is the kicker for the uh, Baltimore Ravens. And he took the kicker's helmet and threw it out of the way when it was warm-up time for when he and his Kansas City Chiefs were warming up to play the football game. 
Hard to know who is in the right here, uh, but let's listen to see what Travis has to say. We'll start off with pregame. Everybody talked about it. Everybody had videos <laughs> on it. It was all over Twitter. I was at the game. And I love how I'm getting painted me. as the bad guy. Oh, you're definitely getting painted as the bad guy. I had multiple people I, text me I, in the game, middle of the game, like, what's Travis doing? Why, why is Travis doing it? And I'm like, dude, you guys have no idea. We'll get, we're going to get to it right now. <laughs> Justin Tucker is uh, warming up, and there's an exchange between you and him. Uh, there was also an exchange between Pat and Justin Tucker before that as well uh, during warm-ups. It wasn't even that. but So we're warming up, and we do our same warm-up every single time on our side of the field. For those of you that don't know what happens in pregames, the Ravens have their side of the field, and the Chiefs have our side of the field. Now, specialists, because of like the win factor and yeah, they go to where both you sides are, they get, they get a chance to kick at, at both field goals and kind of punt from both sides of the field but it's always if you're if you're trying to go onto the other team's designated area you kind of stay out of their way you know you you don't you don't interfere with what they have going on that is the unwritten rule that's the unwritten rule if you want to be a fucking dick about it you keep <laughs> your helmet and your football and your fucking <laughs> kicking tee right where the quarterbacks are warming up and they're yeah. dropping Eyes are looking left, and they got a, a helmet down by their feet. It's actually kind of dangerous, really. But Like, if you're not going to pick that up, I'll happily move that for you. Justin came out, and he said it was more of a joking gesture and kind of a fun competitive, and I get it. I mean, he was kind of winking at me, like, being a dick about it, like, trying to get under the skin. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. I get it, it but he got under me, skin and, a little me bit. and Pat, we were, we've been having the same mentality for this game all week long, man. Yeah. And it was, uh, you got to go in there and, and, and have the right mind frame, have yeah. the right mindset. And we just weren't in a joking mood. Um, yep. we were ready to get after it. And, uh, so Justin, sorry if we took it to a <laughs> level that you didn't think it'd get to that way, but if you're going to be a dick, I promise you, I can, <laughs> I can one up you every time, dude. I lo I love these in-season podcast interviews. I don't know if this is the right demographic. Maybe you guys don't care, but I just think it's so fun that that the NFL is making is is making what used to be every Sunday talked about and bringing conversations into the middle of the week. And again, this isn't necessarily the NFL's doing. I just I think it's crazy. This has only happened in the last few years, but it it shows that in some ways, you know, in some ways people say, "Oh, never don't start a podcast. It's bad. It's oversaturated." maybe but also when you have something to say like the, like they like these brothers do or you know with the, for the patriots you had devin uh you had the mccordy brothers uh the, the the fact that you could sit down in your free time on a wednesday after you've had practice and talk about the previous week's game or something i don't know i mean i just find it absolutely uh uh, eye-opening that they do this i kind of wish that bachelor nation did this a little bit easier um I, I because I feel like with Bachelor Nation, so many interviews have to be pre-approved that by the time you want to talk to somebody, it's already too late. It's already too late. And, and, you know, I know this because I've tried to get the attention of Bachelor producers, but I would love to have like a Watch What Happens Live style show. I know if you guys listen to Reality Steve's episode this morning, so funny, by the way, uh, he, he was calling Watch What Happens Live like crack cocaine. It's absolutely true. It's a crazy show. It's essentially could just be a web show. It's a single set, you know, Andy Cohen. It's a two chair set. There's a three chairs when they have a multiple guests and it's just a 
a simple conversation that they do in front of a small, very sort of, you know, niche, like friends and family only live audience. I mean, could I pull that off? Well, with the right sponsors and with the right bandwidth and yeah, absolutely. But what I don't have is I don't have the permission of, um, you know, the bachelor to, to, to interview people. Like, wouldn't it be interesting if at 10 PM and, and, and maybe, the Bachelor doesn't want this because it takes away from younger Sheldon or whatever hell show they have on. But wouldn't it be interesting is as soon as The Bachelor ends, we have Maria and Sydney on the live after show. So not so not. Uh, and again, it's just it's just ridiculous how how I don't again, I don't know their strategy, but somebody has dropped the ball so greatly in the Bachelor world that what like I could I could do that. I just am not allowed to because I don't have the contractual agreements between the bachelor to interview people until what? One year after they've been on the show. So when I hear from other podcasts that, oh, they they got Susie Evans, it's like, first of all, we love Susie Evans, but I didn't have a chance to interview her until her contract was up. So uh, you, you know, you get people like Nick Viles being like, oh, She's All Batch only interviews washed up content creators. It's like, first of all, She's All Batch will mop the floor with the interview guests if they had the access that you have. So it's just a very weird community of gatekeeping that exists within Bachelor Nation. But I think it would be fantastic if they had more weekly and even daily, in some cases, roundups. I mean, wouldn't it be nice if, uh, you know, those of, those of you that are watching my live stream on Patreon, patreon.com slash Dave Neal, wouldn't it be nice if I could have like Reality Steve and She's All Batch and Game of Roses and just have a, a Rolodex of content creators all able to join me in like a sports center uh, one hour conversation every afternoon to highlight all of the daily goings on in the entertainment world. I mean, this would be fantastic. And I guess I could do it. I just won't have Bachelor's Blessing. I'll tell you what, uh, there is a, uh, a, a, a wife of a famous football player who's being called the worst in the way that she's handling stadium employees. I'll share this story for you as we lead up to the Super Bowl right after a quick word from our sponsor. All right, big day for old Gare Bear, Gary Turner. We've got Gary Turner signing with a very formidable talent agency. Gary Turner signs with Gersh. Gersh on Tuesday announced its signing of Gary Turner, the Indiana native who won hearts last fall as the first lead of ABC's Golden Bachelor. The 72-year-old television personality and entrepreneur Turner came to start. All right, so we know all the story. Acquiring the... Um, why? So why did they sign him? I guess is the question. Um, what, what are they going to do with them? Uh, Turner is one of several recent high-profile alternative signings for Gersh. I, they're calling him an alternative signing, which this week announced Cineflex Productions as a new client. These come following the agency's acquisition of A3's alternative and digital departments earlier this month. Hey, what does your dad do for a living? He's uh, he's is in the game of alternative programming. Uh, we, is that the term we're using for when old people bang? Yeah, I guess so. That's the term. Hey, that's cool. Uh, I think all people deserve alternative uh, sporting forms. All right, play f hide the pickleball. All right. Fans call out Brittany Mahomes' high horse attitude towards stadium employee, just the worst. Here's the clip. Mahomes is with his family after clinching another trip to the Super Bowl. And it was essentially, I mean, gosh, it was, a, you, you might have heard this. She goes, where do we go from here? 
That's it. Where do we go from here? She was a, so the fans are. This is going to be tough to be her. Uh, it's got to be tough to be so hated because uh, I mean, outside of maybe Kansas City, uh, Patrick Mahomes' wife is I don't know seen as a snob. I don't I don't know what people think of her, but I know she's jarred with fans and she's taunted people. And Patrick Mahomes' brothers had issues, but they're saying it's a high horse attitude. Oh, you know, but give her a little grace. Maybe she was having a little bit of a panic, wondering wh- where she needs to go. Um, someone commented. Mahomes' wife needs to get off her high horse. It's the where do we go from here with the finger twirl for me. Uh, yeah, she's a Karen. She, you know, people. Oh boy. Oh, it's got to be tough to to be alive out there in these days. Okay, well, let's get to our final story. Oh, that's right. Cue the X Files music whenever we have a story like this. We need to come in hot. The far right's new theory: Taylor Swift is a psyop. NFL is rigged. Right-wing media in the U.S. has again turned its focus on pop star Taylor Swift, making her the focus of a bizarre conspiracy theory. The theory alleges that Swift is a psyop or a psychological operative, and the upcoming Super Bowl game is going to be rigged to help the Democrats' victory in this year's U.S. presidential election. So because she's so famous and presumably not a fan of Trump, she uh, endorsed Biden last go-around because of of that they 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 think it has to be the government control. Uh, maybe she just doesn't want people deciding what she's going to do with her body. <laughs> maybe that's all it is. Uh, they have also worked themselves into a tiz about what they allege is Swift's impending endorsement for sitting U.S. President Joe Biden. Now, at first, this was just a crazy person suggesting, but I believe now Vivek Ramaswamy has suggested this. They've worked them. Okay, so the latest conspiracy kicked off earlier this month when Fox News' Jesse Waters suggested Swift's mammoth success had little to do with her music. I mean, have you never listened to Teardrops on My Guitar? Have you never listened to uh, any one of her number one charting songs? I mean, she's a giant star. And again, she's been a star for so long that, of course, her success has nothing to do with her politics. Uh, Jesse Waters noted she was the biggest star in the world and had been blanketed across the sports media entertainment atmosphere thanks to her high-profile relationship with Kansas City Chiefs star Travis Kelsey. For good measure, Waters also threw in the New York Times speculation that the singer is queer. Last year's tour broke Ticketmaster, a tour that's Revenue tops the GDP of 50 countries. I mean, I like her music. She's all right. But have you ever, have you ever wondered why or how she blew up like this? Uh, by the way, she never blew up. She was always big. She just decided to go back on tour. After four years ago, the Pentagon Psychological Operations Unit floated turning Taylor Swift into an asset during a NATO meeting. What kind of asset? A PSYOP for combating online misinformation. I don't know, folks, but this is cookie for national news. Have a listen. I mean, I like her music. She's all right. But I mean, have you- she's all right. She's a gosh dang legend. She's a living legend. She's all the Beatles rolled into one. She writes her own music. She sings her own songs. She dances her own dances. Have you ever wondered why or how she blew up like this? No. Well, around four years ago, Hard the work. Pentagon Psychological Operations Unit floated turning Taylor Swift into an asset during a NATO meeting. What kind of asset? A PSYOP for combating online misinformation. Listen. You came in here wanting to understand how you just go out there and counter an information operation. Well, the idea is that social influence can help, uh, can help uh, encourage or uh, 
promote behavior change, so potentially as like a peaceful information operation. I include Taylor Swift in here because she's, um, you know, she's a fairly influential online person. I don't know if you've heard of her. Yeah, that's real. The Pentagon PSYOP unit pitched NATO on turning Taylor Swift into an asset. Does Taylor Swift get any uh, decision-making in the process? I tell you what, why don't people that are running for office have a platform so good for the American people? So good, so good. Why don't they do that and then maybe they'll get the endorsement of pop stars? Why don't they put their taxes to good? You know, and again, I'm not even saying, oh, Dave, you're this way or that way. I'm saying on all sides. If Biden wants to earn Taylor Swift's endorsement, he better damn well come to the table with things that are going to help the American people. Taylor Swift speaks for the American people, and I speak for you. <laughs> I became JFK. Uh, to Gorbachev, tear down that wall. That's not JFK. You get the whole point. All right. Anyway, folks, don't tear down any walls unless it is to uh, make sure to subscribe to this channel. I appreciate all of your support. We will be back, as always, tomorrow morning with more Bachelor Rush Hour. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush.